y'all. It's Haley Crusher Kane, and this is episode 22 of Sparkle and Destroy. Today, we have a very, very, very special group of guests on the show, and that would be Fatty Cakes and the Puff Pastries from Fresno, California, who, oh my gosh, are currently gracing the cover of Maximum Rock and Roll, which I think this means for all of us weirdos that Maximum Rock and Roll is finally not boring. I don't know about you, but I always felt like Maximum Rock and Roll was like the New Yorker. Like a lot of people would claim to read it, but only a crazy person could actually read it cover to cover because let's face it, it needed a little bit of pizzazz. So speaking of pizzazz, I found out about Fatty Cakes through a very natural source, which would be their fairy punk mother, as they like to call her. Alice Bag, who was on the podcast and who literally gushed them a river uh, when I interviewed her. Um, she was really struck by how they were so ferocious, but also humorous and just had like a million really nice things to say about their stage performance and their, uh, you know, I love to work with weird cardboard trash painted stuff with my sets and my band. So hearing that the, these um, women were getting up on stage with big slices of pizza and, um, you know, creating this like really colorful ruckus, um, it really excited me. So I couldn't wait to check them out, which I did. And I was also struck by their humor and their ferocity and their, you know, socially aware lyrics, but also their tongue in cheek, like super fun, energetic way of, um, of, of being in the world. (laughs) Um, Personally, I feel like their music reminds me of a really cool collage, like the kind I used to make when I was in junior high, where you just sit on the floor with your BFF and you cut out old pictures of magazines and maybe covers of a CD you liked. And you're listening to like, uh, you know, Weezer's Blue Album. (laughs) at least for me, and, you know, or maybe the cardigans, and you're adding lots of glitter to this uh, this crazy collage, and it's like all these different uh, textures and sounds, and uh, there's like a real textural quality that just reminds me of like being like kind of a young punk in love and just having, you know, a million um, opinions and just being so over the top and I hear just like little bits and pieces of different references but they are totally their own sound but I mean I personally hear a little blats a little peach kelly pop um a little bit of the slits but just all covered in an ooey gooey nacho cheese like deliciousness so um not only are they really fun to listen to and their music is really great and they have a new album coming out in November produced by the Alice Bag, but But um, they tackle a lot of issues that, um, you know, are central to to being a woman in America, not just in Fresno, California, but uh, as being a fat woman, as being a queer woman, as being um, maybe someone who does not fit inside the certain gender norms that are, you know, put it put on us by the time we're born, basically. Um, These are really crafty, but also really smart and sharp musicians and activists. So um, uh, I'll just get into their bio because I'm just going to ramble, ramble, ramble about Fatty Cakes if I don't stop. So Fatty Cakes and the Puff Pastries are a musical girl gang from Fresno, California. They are known for casting spells on the hearts of their audiences of all ages, from empowering young girls at girls' rock camps across California to rocking the stage with Alice Bag at the Echo. Woot woot. <laughs> Fatty cakes and the puff pastries bring the punches and the laughs that keep people hungry for more. Ah, whoever wrote that was a darling. And just as an aside before we get into this awesome interview, um, I was playing a backyard show for a friend's barbecue in Napomo, California last weekend. Uh, the day after uh, my own album release, which, by the way, I will talk about at the end of the podcast. Um, but we were, you know, just letting loose. We were playing in this shed. <laughs> and it was like this total, I, I just felt very random to me because I'd never been to this property before. And it was like, just so chill. There were vans everywhere. And there was tri-tip and there was chicken. And I brought um, 
a jello. I made a, ye- a lemon jello with cut up hot dogs in it and cottage cheese. And let me tell you, it was the cottage cheese with the pineapple in it. Um, so I made a disgusting um, hot dog hors d'oeuvre that nobody ate. <laughs> um, but it was just a really, really fun show. And this band, the Dirty Limbs played. And I was like, in love with them. They've got this really Ramonesy, high energy vibe that was just like, I don't know, it was just after my own heart. I loved it. And little did I know, but their drummer is actually the drummer for Fatty Cakes and the Puff Pastries. So that was kind of interesting. And I didn't actually get to chat with her very much because uh, she had to leave early, but I just thought it was so weird. Like, a couple weeks later, I'm sitting here on Skype interviewing this band, and lo and behold, we have this totally like weird crossed connection, missed connection wires. Um, but she was amazing. She was incredible, and um, I can't wait to see Puff uh, Fatty Cakes and the Puff Pastries. So that's next on my list, and uh, we will talk a little bit about the band, their new album coming out in November, and some of the um, you know cheeses that they prefer. So. Gear up for a real fatty episode right here, everyone. Fatty cakes and the puff pastries in the house. finally thank you for um this opportunity to chat chat with you guys like i know that you're all over the place and doing big things so i appreciate it (laughs) all right so i am here with fatty cakes and the puff pastries from fresno california um i would love for each of you to introduce yourselves with your names your nicknames what have you and what you do in the band well Hi, Haley, this is Vishina. I am the bass goddess. I also do backup vocals and a little bit of dancing. Um, yeah, that's my that's my jam. We have multiple nicknames for me. I don't know. <laughs> the bass goddess is probably the one most used. <laughs> Hello, I'm Amber, aka Fatty Cakes, aka Ambi, aka Hot. Pink Mama. <laughs> that last one I just made up, ready for it to use. Um, I am lead vocals. I play the electric ukulele on some old stuff. I play chord organ and glockenspiel. And uh, yeah, I'm the cream cheese goddess of the bunch. Yeah. I'm Stacy. Uh, uh, Stacy McDowell is my first name. Um, uh, they call me Bitch Puff as well. <laughs> I, I sing, I back up sing, I dance, and I play a cue chord. You do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Victoria. Uh, my nickname is Crow, because that is my last name. I am a Gemini Cancer cusp, <laughs> and uh, I play the glockenspiel, I sing, I dance, and uh, some people sometimes say I'm an unplanned puff. I'm Audrey. Um, I play drums. I don't know if I have a nickname. I don't know. Audrey. Yeah, Audrey. 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 should have your own comic book. <laughs> you're not the only, this is Machina again, you're not the only person to say that, by the way. So I'm like, we should do that. 2020. 2020. Well, this is a good segue, actually, because I feel like I am missing out because I haven't yet seen you guys live. And what I what Alice Bag told me when I interviewed her was that she really fell in love with your live performance and the energy 
of all of you bouncing off each other and that that was what really compelled her. And she, it was funny, she, um, she described some pizza cutouts and other things that might happen at your shows. Can you kind of give me a bird's eye view of what one of your shows is like since I, you know, haven't yet seen you guys live? budget I just imagine you're going out and you're crafting and like when I look at your music videos they look like they're really homespun and made with love even though the quality is really great and the music is really high quality there's the sense that you are all in a room together like getting crafty and I wonder what that's like yeah this is Machina I actually worked on a, a set piece that we used to use we no longer have it now but we're talking about maybe revamping some stuff but I worked on a giant hamburger set piece with a friend, and it was, like, plushy. You could touch it. It had layers, but it, like, stood up in front of the crowd. Um, Amber herself worked on some giant ice cream cones and just different fun, like, food-related things because fatty cakes is all about being yourself at the buffet and, like, taking that time to be, like, your full self, you know, and, like, talking about what you enjoy and... You know, we enjoy ice cream, we enjoy pizza, we enjoy burgers and having fun with our friends and stuff. So, yeah, so that that definitely came from a more, like, DIY, crafty, like, style, for sure. Yeah, I love that there's this sort of dichotomy in the music between this fun, like, you know, you're doing an Aaliyah cover and you're, you know, talking about pizza girlfriends, but you're also tackling uh, a lot of, like hard feelings and hard situations that women and, and femme identifying people might deal with. Like for instance, I mean, the tr panic attack, I, I imagine it has gotten such an amazing reception because even just reading the lyrics, I mean, first of all, just listening to it, you get, it just takes you to that really self-conscious moment for me anyways, it takes me back to a time when I was a less confident person, maybe before I was even performing. And um, it gets you in that mode of like, oh my God, like this is kind of what it's like to be a woman in America. And I think that maybe that's what's resonating with that song. I would love to know if you've gotten some interesting feedback on that amazing song and amazing video, which I know like Nylon has picked up and that you guys have had such a great reception for. Like what? Like what are some of the comments that you're getting um, on a deeper level? I feel like with the nylon situation, we uh, when they heard Panic Attack, what was it, Joni? Right? Yes. Joni immediately identified too. She was like, "I also have panic attacks." It's Vashina, by the way. <laughs> um, I also have panic attacks, so it really resonated with me to see y'all talk about something that hits so close to home. So that's really like how that one kind of got started, and and we all suffer from our own anxieties, and so the song kind of really helps us, you know, like get it out and talk about it in person, and and get a you know. A really kind and sweet reaction from something that feels really alienating sometimes. So, yeah. 
That's amazing that you've gotten such like, I mean, I, I know that you've been making music for a while now, but there's always like that, that song or that moment that people really resonate with. Do you think that that's kind of the one that people are, you know, connecting to right now or, or kind of what are you hearing from people besides that song? Like people that are coming out to see you, like what are, what's, you just came off a tour. So I assume you have some interesting stories and interesting connections you've made maybe with audience members or bookers or people that are just like fans and supporters that come out of the woodwork. Do people bring you cookies and stuff? Absolutely. People bring lots of snacks, lots of gifts, bring their, bring their own bodies. Yeah. <laughs> with us. Um, you were mentioning too, how like people, you know, resonate with different songs. Um, from what I, from what I've experienced, everybody resonates with something, like, something different about us, whether they're, you know, Panic Attack, which is a really fun song that, you know, that we took and we took from something dark and made it into something fun. And then we also have songs, you know, Antifa Cakes talking about, you know, F you and your neo-Nazi friends, and that resonates with a lot of people, and who's a girlfriend, and fat girl tears, and every song resonates with somebody different, it resonates with everybody, and um, I think it really creates a, you're talking about like with a, with a crowd experience, it's like, like everybody feels like there's something more than one of our That's a good point. Go ahead. Uh, Amber here, I would say another song I feel like that gets the most is Girl Gang. Yeah. Girl Gang is the most reaction for women and femmes. Um, we've actually had like, <clears throat> uh, we played a show up in the mountains, and in the mountains there's a lot of white men. <laughs> and uh, but there were some women there and some queer folk and um, we really used that song because basically the men would all get in the mosh pit yeah. and they would push the women and the queer folk to the back and they would just be acting like ridiculous and I don't care if you mosh but just like also make sure people can feel safe at the show yeah. and so we spent a lot of time yelling women to the front, women and femmes to the front Finally, it was women and queers to the front that made the, all the straight guys run away. Yeah. And it brought all these women and femme and queer folks to the front, and they were moshing in a way that wasn't harmful, that they could all listen to, and it was like girl gang where we all just like got down, and we all told them, you know, like, you're a part of our girl gang. And I think people really want to hear that. They want to hear that they are seen, that there's a place where they're welcome. And from that, we've made, like, so many friends, like, uh, shout out to our friend Liz Soto who like brings us yeah. gifts all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so members of our girl gang now, all because of one song, are now our community, and it is the coolest yeah. to have people from all places want to be in our community and ask for us to come back and be in theirs. Ah, speaking of BFFs, can we talk about your BFF FFF Alice Bag? <laughs> <laughs> How? Oh, our fairy punk mother. <laughs> please, please tell me everything. Just tell me everything. How did you meet and the the process of recording an album with her? I mean, what was that like? This is Crow. Uh, Alice Bag, getting to know her has been a real, real honor. I, I grew up listening to the bags and other projects that she's in. So getting to meet her... Through a local venue, Martine from Olympus saw us at a show in Fresno and knew that Alice was coming through. So Martine Alice to hit us up for her book reading and her show. So we got to play that. That was us actually in a couple weeks. It'll be like two years to the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so fun too. And I think she, this Amber, we had so much fun with her. She was like, can we all go out and go drinking together? Yeah. <laughs> so we all went to the bar and had like a blast. And it was kind of like true love after that, basically. Yeah. yeah. What did she order? Ooh. It was a cocktail. That's why we went there because she specifically wanted a cocktail. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah I'm not quite sure. I can't remember what she got. It's gonna be a cute drink because Alice is cute. Yeah. yeah. Respect. Respect. <laughs> yeah, but then after that, was fishing day, and after that, she just started calling us back and like asked if we wanted to play shows in LA, asked if we wanted to be like a part of her album release, which was one of the most amazing experiences for me because I got to, we all got to perform with all these women that we already looked up to and in high school, like it was all about that moment for me. Yes, yeah, like Bramble L7, like 
like bikini kill, all the right girl punk, like Terry Genderbender, like all of these people that used to like really fuel me and gave me that release as a, as a you know a young black queer person, you know, like all those people who were speaking my language, we got to be in the same space with and like hang out and yeah, it just really, it just really, I don't know, it just. She's our fairy godmother, like you said, our fairy godmother. And she really just helped our dream come true. And she's just such a good, like, community member and leader. And, like, she's always down to bring up, like, women and femmes and queer folk in her scene. And obviously outside of her scene, because we're way over here in front of her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and came to my house. This is Audrey. And that, was yeah. like, that was like the coolest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. Actually, now that I'm Pro again, um, it's actually it'll be three years. So three, three years. years. Yeah. Uh, three years. I yeah. let me rephrase that. Three years. Yeah. 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 Amber here. Beyond like just like bringing us into these cool spaces, making our dreams come true, basically. Because <laughs> it's true. Like she's made moments happen that like make me wish that I could go back and tell my teenage self, like, please continue living because it is going to be good. Like, don't worry, it is going to be better. Like, you are going to live. You're going to make it through all the things that you want to die about. And then you're going to meet your idols. And it's all going to be because of, like, a huge legend who believes in you. And from there, she's not only left a mark on that way, but, like, left a mark on her music because she very much, like, taught us how to like listen to each other even better and how to communicate through music to each other better and how to like take it to that next level so that's this album like she really took us from like our little seedling self she watered our plant and now it's like grown it went from charmander to charizard So I know for her, this was the first time for her actually producing, which I thought was really surprising because, you know, so many people in the music industry end up producing right away or they're producing the whole time. And I wonder what it was like to be in the studio with her as she was going through that journey, too, with you and recording that album with her. Like what was were there some struggles or obstacles or were there things that surprised you that came out of it that were really amazing? One, this is Ashina. There's one thing that was an obstacle for myself, and I know other bandmates of oh, mine. Oh, we could not eat cheese. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't let us eat cheese. <laughs> Never, I've never done cheese. Because we would eat the Yeah, <laughs> and I had a lot of snot personally. <laughs> <laughs> we all did. This is Ashina. Yeah, we. It was just really cool to have like direction like that from her because you know like we're we're very like I said DIY we're very like you know Fresno based and we're chilling having fun doing our thing but she was like okay now I'm gonna need you out a hundred so you can't have the dairy right now and we looked at each other so sad because that is like the main food group of a fatty cheese member yeah so I think we should do real quick like quick fire Everyone's favorite cheese. Go. Oh, um, yeah. oh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Audrey got it. 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 Audrey but oh, I mean, I also love like, a good soft cheese, like a blue cheese. Yeah. Give me a feta. Yeah, yeah Audrey, you Wait, love. I love the like goat cheese wrapped in like blueberries. Mm. Or she's a pretty ass harder than I thought. I like like a nice, really aged cheddar, like a sharp, like so sharp, you know, makes your nose hairs burn. Classic. Wait, do you like that white or that yellow cheddar? You know, I hate to say it, but all, all cheddar is supposed to be white. It actually is. They dye it yellow. Thank you. So. 
Yeah, but you, you gotta, you gotta check, you gotta, you gotta check that white cheese privilege though. You hear, you heard it here for, first, folks. Bring some cheese down to the Fatty Cakes show, and they will be your best friends forever. Um, so, I have a couple questions, just nerding out on the music. So, I love that there's this really cool instrumentation with, I believe it's xylophone or toy piano. Yes? Amber, you play Glockenspiel? Oh, I'm sorry, Glockenspiel. Part of me is a Glockenspiel. Yeah, Glockenspiel. And then I think you have our accordion and... It's a chord it's a organ, so it's kind of like... It's a, a piano that you plug in and a fan runs, and you press buttons to create different chords, and the wind blows through the reeds and creates that sound. And you okay. can also play a keyboard aspect, too. So my question is, were these all, like interesting instruments that you all played kind of before the band or did you bring them in because they make they they add such an interest to the sound that I love well actually as Amber here um Fatty started as a solo project and so I used to actually be a one-woman band and I would play the glockenspiel the chord organ and a snare drum at the same time so if you go on my band camp, there's um, an EP called 1998 Lisa Frank Diary, and that's where you can hear me play all those instruments together. Oh my god. But then Alice, like, I, as we switched over to a band, quarter um, is really hard to mic because it is a band, so it's ancient instruments. Yeah, it's like made from like 800 BC, you know, like I have to. How did that evolve and how do you keep that going? A lot of people find it hard actually to, to, to keep these, you know, artistic, interesting people around them and create this band. But it seems like this is like a tornado of uh, energy and you all feed off each other. Like how, how do you guys kind of keep that going and how did it go from sort of the solo situation to the fatty cakes experience? Um, um, actually, Amber and Audrey and I were in a band together called Strawberry Jam prior to Fatty Cakes, and we missed playing music, and Amber missed playing music with her friends, and so she asked us to, she asked actually Victoria, Stacy, and myself to come and be backup dancers and singers for her, so we all kind of showed up, and we were actually the only three. <laughs> the only three that showed up. Um, there was a few asked, but we were the only three that came in. So we practiced just in her her garage. We did, like, songs that Patty Case had already written. We did covers of B-52 songs. We, yeah, we just played around at first as dancers, and then Amber would be only instrumentalist. But then she actually missed playing the actual, like, instruments with us. So then she invited myself and Audrey to come and, you know, do our instrumental thing, and that's kind of how it evolved. But I feel like what keeps us together, though, is the fact that we were friends before music. We were friends 
before any of this music that we're making together. We all were in our own bands or doing our own life things, and then we kind of came together as a as a community and a girl gang, you know, to do Fatty Cakes. So that's what keeps us together is the actual, like, solid foundation of our friendship in general, I feel like. And I feel like it's hard when you come into a band and it's just, like, you know, like, people, you're like, I want to play instruments with you because you're an instrumentalist. Or it's like, you're all dudes. Or, you know, it's, like, really not inclusive. So when it's, when it's stuff like that, it's harder to keep it going because it's not geared towards what affects you. It's not geared towards your actual, like, wants and desires for your community. But, but Fatty Cakes is. Like, we talk about, like you said, like, we talk about, you know, anxiety and panic attacks. We talk about being a fat woman. We talk about being of color and, like, fucking your neo-Nazi friends. You know, like, we talk about a lot of things. We just, we try to get into things that actually, like, go on in our lives so it's easier for us to, to create around that because it's real. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you're part of this like global community that is totally jiving with what you're putting out and loving it and feeling included. And it, that sounds amazing. You have your band community, but I wonder when you talk about Fresno, um, I'm from California. I've been to Fresno, been to the Valley. Like what is the community like there? I mean, how does that factor in? I imagine it's a little different than maybe LA, San Francisco, um, when you get towards the coast. Well, this is Audrey. Um, I guess, yeah, we are right in between LA and San Francisco, so we get to meet a lot of bands that are like on tour, and um, we're lucky enough to be able to have a space where we can actually put on some shows, so we get to meet a lot of new folks that way. Um, but as far as the Fresno community, there's a lot of people that are really cool here. I think that it has to do with um, being bored and it's hot. It can be very hot here. And um, I think just being an artist or a musician helps life go by <laughs> a lot easier. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We're breathing in this dirty Fresno air. <laughs> white supremacist community there's a lot of like MAGA hat dudes and um, so I think when you find someone who's on the same level as you it is it's like I don't know just like a bee meeting a flower like it just like blossoms and blooms into something super beautiful so it can be really alienating to live here but then once you find your people it becomes really empowering and special and like I think that's how how we stay such good friends is because we all are on the same level and we all have experienced things that made us be like, we don't want Fresno to be the same way it always has. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, we get left out of the narrative. There's still a lot of, like, beyond, like, white Republican dudes. There's also just a lot of white dudes in music and art as in anywhere. So yeah. people like to leave us out a lot, but that, I think, has made us create this, like, really cool safe space at Studio It's where it's mainly queer people and people of color and black folks and indigenous folks and trans people and just women hanging out and feeling safe to be themselves mm-hmm. and have fun. And it's it's really heartwarming, at the very least. Yeah. Is there sort of um, an inspiration that you took from Alice? You were already creating this community, but is there... Are there ways that you see yourselves now as being able to take other people under your wing the way she did with you? I feel like um, um, taking them under our wing, hmm, I feel more so it's like, <laughs> this is Machina, more so it's, it's been about like, yeah, we're, we're flying together and really trying to like promote starting bands as women in at every show. Like, every show we play in Fresno, one of us says, start a band with your friends. Please. Like, please start a band. Like, yeah. if, you're, if you're not playing music and you have no outlets, you have no, 
you have no like system for yourself, like please like make music, come here and make music, make music with them, make music because it just really helps us deal with a lot of like like Amber was saying, a lot of the anxiety, a lot of the like feeling of being left out of certain things because again, like in Fresno, it is very male dominated when it comes to music scenes and playing at venues around town. But with that being said, it is like everyone, you know, it is where we get to see all these like femme bands play. And actually it is where we and Fresno in general had the very first all women show where every single person who played an instrument and was on that stage was femme and like and a woman. And so that was like the first time Fresno ever had that. Well, probably not ever, but like in a long time. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's not ever seen. I'm like, I'm 34, and it's the first time I ever saw it. So that's amazing. That's huge. When did that happen? That was um, pretty recent. Oh, like yeah. June. Yeah, June or June or July. Yeah, it was June. Girls be fast. Girls be fast. Yeah, we did girls be fast. Yeah, and it just it kind of just magically fell together. Mm-hmm. And I think, at least for me as Amber. Um, I've noticed too, like, Alice puts on shows with people that she wants to see perform. It's not mm-hmm. just, like, um, like this, like, move to move up the ladder. Like, Alice already has the confidence to do what she needs to do for her, and then she invites artists that she wants to see up the ladder with her. And so I think that's something that I've always taken away, too, is, like, when I'm asking people to make art for us, like, I'm asking people whose art, like, I'm not seeing out there and I want to see out there. Or we're asking bands like this band, Numb Mouse, right now, who lives in Reedley. They're all young women. They are amazing. And it's like, I need to play every show with them, and people need to see them and get that name out. So I think it's very much about, like, not just, like, taking under the wing, but more so pulling up with us. Yeah. Go on this journey. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's super important. That's a part of the link that a lot of people, I think, forget about. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now with you guys is, like, I like and respect what you're doing and wanted to pull you into what I'm doing with my podcast. And, um, you know, as a female as a female musician, I can totally relate to that feeling of, like, I have this power and this microphone at this moment, and I can tell this audience made up of many different people, but hopefully a lot of younger women or possibly marginalized folks, hey, you can do this too. It's not just something for me. It's it's something that any one of us can do. And like taking people adjacent to you, under you, you know, all around you and just at least inviting them in. And I think that's that's the part people forget sometimes is once they get a little bit of like zhuzh, you know, they're like, oh, well, see you later. and um i appreciate that you're doing that and i think it's going to add a lot of excitement to every bill that you put on and every tour you do because people are going to know okay fatty kicks in the puff pastries are going to choose people that they really enjoy and they want to see making more art and that creates more excitement for everyone you play with so that's so cool and speaking of that would you like to um shout out a couple bands or people that you think could use a little love or that you guys are loving on right now. And also, um, this would be a great time to plug anything you want to plug, shows, music, parties, pizza, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bro, uh, my favorite band right now in Fresno is Quitting. Woo! Trap Girl! Yes. Oh my god, Trap Girl for life. Yeah. Trap for life. Yes. Yes. We love y'all. Yes, fuck you, Yeah, Amber Williams, who is in Sweden once again with Sheena Abu and Janelle. 
does Femme Noir, which does all of our um, videos. And yeah, I'm trying to think. trash people but I, I love my ranch my pizza I love it <laughs> um really quick before you go on what's your sign I'm a Gemini you're a Gemini you're my polar opposite I'm a Gemini and I I feel like Geminis are just crazy people I just feel like a crazy psychotic person that just wants to communicate and talk all the time and just you know to relate with you like uh, from a brain to brain point like that's that's I live in my head I'm a Gemini but I still like my ranch with my pizza <laughs> I'm kind of scared to say this it's controversial I mean yeah hell yeah side because I was going to be like okay that would be a very like awkward silence of just <laughs> you're disgusting what's wrong with you it is, it is no, really, it's so good it's a testy subject it is. we stand with you Haley. thank you fatty cakes and the puff pastries I'm gonna remember that um on that note I mean it's been such a pleasure chatting with you and um congrats on the new album that's super exciting um where can people get it where?
that's just like a magic recipe, rock and roll recipe. So uh, maybe each of you can give a good tip. And I feel like with all of you here, it's just going to become chaos. So feel free. Go wild. <laughs> hey, this is Audrey. going to say live every week like it's shark week. This is Crow. Uh, never be uh, like, don't ever be afraid to share your own cough. Caca. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. played Pretty Pretty Princess as a kid and it was horrifying. <laughs> uh, I just love their songs. All their pop culture references are so perfect for uh, an old millennial such as myself. I hope that you've been enjoying uh, your time with Fatty Cakes and the Puff Pastries. Hopefully we didn't ruffle any feathers with the uh, whole pineapple pizza situation. 
You can find out more about their new self-titled album on Emotional Response Records at fattycakesband.com. You can also follow them on Instagram and Facebook. You know they're all over the place. You don't have, Of course they are. You go find them or they'll find you. <laughs> they will hunt you down and find you. I um, want to give a huge thanks to every single member of Fatty Cakes and the Puff Pastries, all 11 of them, it feels like, uh, for probably being the most uh, giggly uh, and positive guest, uh, cumulative guest I've ever had on the show, um, and just for being like so fun and just bringing such a sense of, uh, of humor and just being my girl gang. So I love you guys. Can't wait to check you out. Um, they are going to be playing in Oakland um, in late October. So go and check and look at their dates on their website and go catch them live. Um, also wanted to give a thanks to Alice Bag for turning me on to Fatty Cakes. So thank you, Alice. I appreciate it. Um, now just quickly on to some stuff that I have going on. Oh my gosh. Um, my new album, Haley and the Crushers, Cool Lame is out on vinyl and you can get that now at eccentricpoprecords.com. You can get it exclusively from that website. Um, you can also stream the album everywhere. I probably don't have to tell you much about it because I have been yammering about this album for like, it feels like 10 years, but it's been like a year and a half to two years. So, um, I really appreciate you all following along on my journey and it's just a crazy feeling. I was explaining this to my dad the other day, like, being in a band feels like you're actually, I got this from the Marky Ramon book that I just read. I kind of stole it, but it makes sense. Being in a band a lot of the times feels like pushing a rock up a hill. <laughs> and every once in a while, you're, the, the, the rock is rolling downhill and it is not often. And I am not saying that this is the equivalent of the Ramones in South America getting, you know, crazy pandemonium or whatever. I'm just saying like, I appreciate the times that I can say, hey, my album's out, go listen to it. And I'm not pushing and pushing to get it out there. So I'm really, really grateful for every single person that came to our album release show. I am so grateful for Travis Woods at Eccentric Pop and my friend Dougie Tangent, who got me uh, hooked up with that label to really help promote it and give us some some guidance on the vinyl that we had not had before. And I think it sounds really, really great. We also have um, CDs, uh, if you're into that sort of thing, throwback. Um, and we have some exclusive coloring books, Crusher's Adventure Books. And those are almost out. Uh, they're pretty exclusive. So if you want to get one of those and grab our vinyl in person, check us out on tour. We're going to be playing shows uh, from October 6th this weekend all the way to November 3rd and we are traveling from Long Beach to Seattle so we have dates all in between there we have some stops in Portland San Francisco um, LA of course so please please check us out you know where to find us at Haley and the Crushers on Instagram uh, that's two Y's. or you can just look at the show notes and um, just as a recap, everything that uh, I talked about link-wise is going to be in the show notes for Fatty Cakes and the Puff Pastries as well. Um, super, super excited to, um, I don't know, get back on this train with the podcast. Um, and I'm, I've been pretty consistent um, in doing one a month or even two a month. So um, the next one is coming out real soon after this. So please uh, stand by and uh, until then. Sparkle and destroy. Bye.